Good evening, my friends. My name is Adam, and I will be your host on A Haunted History, the podcast that will lead you on a spine-tingling journey through the shadowy corridors of the past. From the eerie echoes of ancient castles to the whispered secrets of forgotten battlefields, each episode will transport you to a different era where history and the supernatural collide. So dim the lights, my friends, and gather around as we prepare to embark on a historical adventure beyond the veil. Welcome once again to A Haunted History. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, so today we're going to be covering um, the spookier side of Christmas, uh, myth, legends, and lores from around uh, Europe, and uh, things that you might not know, some things you might be more familiar with. But uh, I'm sitting here with my co-host, Justin, and uh, we're going to do a little discussion on this. Uh, Justin, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, hello, everyone. My name is Justin. I've been friends with Adam for a long time. Uh, mostly, like, I like history and I like facts and cool things. I um, really don't know if I believe in ghosts and the scary side of things, but Adam here is going to try to convince me that uh, I need to probably be a better person or something <laughs> bad's going to happen to me. So thank you, Adam, for having me on. Cheers to you. Merry Christmas and to your family. Cheers. So we're going to take a second and we're going to gather on the old Yule log. Uh, Justin, do you know what the Yule log is? Uh what I would have to say is not appropriate, so go ahead and uh, why don't you tell me, Adam? Okay, so the Yule log took a couple different forms, um, and um, so it was a special log that was picked out um, that was, the Christians, some believe, would symbolize the light of Christ. It was what you would light for your Christmas fire. Um, the the pagans, um, the Celts, would actually view it more as a symbol of uh, the sun. So. Um, during December, the sun did not seem to move from the sky, so they thought by lighting a special log that they selected um, on a certain day that it would hope to help the sun move again. So it takes many different forms on this. Interesting. Uh, does it matter what type of log? I don't think. I don't it's think just it's symbolic. I think it's just symbolic. It was never really um, covered one way or another, so <laughs> it was never really uh, clarified what kind of log it was it was just something that people did gather around and uh during this time which the celts called the dark times and uh <clears throat> we would later call winter um we would uh tell ghost stories things of that nature and uh you know which a lot of people don't associate with this time of year uh they associate more with uh, halloween and uh, not really december or christmas itself so um, what, what do you know about any of the Christmas legends, anything of that nature? Well, obviously we know about like St. Nick and, um, they're like, you know, he's going to come and be, be good to children that have been good. If not, you're going to get a lump of coal. I definitely was threatened as that as a child. Uh, I'm pretty sure at one point somebody did put a lump of coal in my stocking as a funny joke. I did not <laughs> find it funny, but, uh, I mean, other than that, there's some Netflix movies about a scary Santa Claus and then yeah, I mean it's all you know. It it seems that the the, the scary horror culture has has worked its way into pretty much any holiday it can to kind of freak us out. Um, there's the Leprechaun that you know focuses around St. Patrick's Day. You know all the different movies and Hollywood is captured on this. Um, the first one I want to focus on is actually Krampus. So are you familiar with Krampus? No, I'm not. Not I mean I know again isn't he like the the evil Santa Claus? Which I do have a joke. Okay. What, what do you call an evil Santa? No idea. Satan Claus? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so, 
it's it's kind of funny um because you might be a little bit right on that and i'll touch on that in in like one moment um so krampus was a, a creature that predated christianity it actually predated the romans it was already um in uh I okay. Uh, podcast, you know, like real life happens. Uh, the dog is taking a nap and he's he's snoring at this moment. So, uh, Adam, continue. Okay, I do apologize for that, everybody. The dog was taking a nap and apparently was very relaxed. So, um, yeah, Krampus again um, does predate the the Romans, and uh, by the time of the Roman conquest under um, Caesar Augustus. Uh, Krampus was well ingrained into the uh, the Alpine tribes of the Austrians and Germanics um, as, as a creature that kind of heralded the dark times and uh, and also what we would call winter. So, um, but not a lot is his festival was supposed to be celebrated on the fifth or sixth of December, but not a lot is known as to why or. We know that they would dress up, but we don't really know why the Celts celebrated this entity. You think it was just dark and they wanted to have a party? Maybe. Cold. Maybe. Uh, you know, uh, it's believed that during this time of year, um, as with Halloween, during the darker, colder months, that the veil is lifted and there is more um, interaction with the spirit realm. So I think what kind of happened is... They just kind of wanted to have a little bit of a festival. Also, maybe dressing um, in this manner might make Krampus not spirit you away. But um, again, the the origins of this are pretty fuzzy. Um, now, do you know where the tie-in with St. Nicholas or Santa Claus came from with Krampus? No, not specifically with Krampus, but I, I mean, I always thought, like, right, Santa Claus... Is there like if you're a good kid, you're gonna get more presents, and so this is just parents lording over their children to like get them to do what they want, and somewhere with maybe Krampus. Like if if Santa Claus is good, Saint Nick is good. There's got to be the the opposite, right? So like, what did Krampus even look like? Oh, Krampus actually is um, depicted as a uh, six foot um, goat like creature with uh, cloven hooves, stood on two legs. A forked tongue with a goat head covered in dark hair. So when you said uh, Satan Claus, um, when Christianity kind of took a hold of this narrative, that's kind of what they pictured, that it was a a mixture between um, Satan and a uh, a, a otherworldly being. So, um, yeah, that's... Why Why would they depict him as, like, Satan? I mean, like, like the devil. Well, I, I think, it, I think it just, um, you know, it was meant to scare children. So, the tie-in between this and and really um, Christmas itself um, leads into the origins about Saint Nick. We know that he was a bishop within the church, within the Greek Orthodox Church. Um, he is said to have passed away on the fifth of December, which Coincidentally, is when the Celts would celebrate the Feast of Krampus, and the Christians would then celebrate the Feast of St. Nicholas. Okay. So, after some time, um, Krampus was rolled into um, traditions in there, and it seems that 
his purpose was really to scare children. It, it looks like, uh, honestly, the, uh, the Germans don't screw around. So, um, do you, do you know anything about how, how he would scare children? Um, he's not, he's, isn't there some legend about like, they would like kidnap them and like take you away from your family if you misbehaved? Well, actually, that's for the really bad children. So, yes, that was something that um, was was passed and handed down, was that if you were really bad, for, for children that were eh, kind of misbehaving, they might get coal from Krampus. He usually visited around this time um, on the 5th. If you were a little bit more naughty, maybe you might feel the uh, the the taste of his birch, birch switch, which he would use to hit you with. And then if you were truly an evil little entity, he would carry you away in his sack of horrors to do god knows what and it's just it's just something that they they scare you with on that now did he have a little snitch like that stupid elf on the shelf i i really don't know what to say about santa's little baby monitor that that has been <laughs> popularized now but i i do not think so i think he just came around and kind of saint nick kind of let him know this child's bad this child's good and good children were left alone um so it's so Krampus night is, is one of those times on the, on the 5th of December where um, St. Nick would go around and would leave candy and good things for, for good boys and girls. Sure. Whereas Krampus would go around and do the exact opposite. Cole, birch witches, um, a lot of men would dress up like Krampus oh. and would just, it was, it was almost an excuse to have a party, but also kind of to scare a little bit of the youth on that. Um, Santa never brought me candy. He always brought me socks. Like that's what would show up: socks and underwear. <laughs> so, so I actually have a tie-in uh, for that a little later on about the socks and underwear. And there is an explanation on some early uh, cultures. People received clothes. I, I don't really know what was if it today is the same way. Maybe your parents thought you needed new clothes. But it's um, a nice gift. But the, but there is a, there is a tie-in to that. I, I will touch on a little later. Um, so um, Krampus um, was such a popular figure that um, even during the 19th century, they would hand out Krampus cards as Christmas cards to children. And it would depict Krampus doing various deeds to evil little children um, to straighten them out. Did they deserve it? That's the real question. It is to say that the Austrians have moved away from this tradition, or try to at least, because they don't believe in scaring the children. However, the Germans, they don't seem to really care about, you know, it's it's still pretty much ingrained. Are it's, people still practicing? Or, you know, like, participating in this? Like, Well, there's a reason why the legend still endures. I mean, and, and there's a reason why it's endured in popular culture as well. It did make its way over to America with a lot of German immigrants coming over, especially to the areas in the Midwest of the United States, where they still hold Krampus runs and Krampus Nights festivals. Oh my gosh, um, I'm missing out. Yeah, well, yeah, you are, and we and we did miss out on this year's this year's festivities. But um, yeah, it's it's more or less that um, these are just excuses for adults to pretty much have a good time. Um, yep, I definitely don't need that, but I'm in. Okay, so you mentioned the clothes earlier. Um, so um, that actually brings into uh, an Icelandic legend or lore known as an ogre named Grilla. And Grilla had a husband whose name I can't pronounce, but she was also the owner of the Yule Cat. 
And um, are you familiar with EOCAT? No, I just learned about Yule Logs okay. today. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's it's not a hickory stick. It's not a hickory stick. No, this is like a cat from hell. So basically, an Icelandic tradition, at least involving the Yule Cat, is that Grilla would come down from the mountain with her husband, her kids called the Yule Lads in tow, and they would perform pranks and be mean to children. Um, but Grilla was actually looking for children that were bad to scoop up and put in her stew mm. and eat children. So it was a little more violent tale than with Krampus. Um, now with the Yule Cat, the Yule Cat pretty much would go from house to house and observe if children had new clothes. Mm. So that's where you get the socks and underwear from. Because only industrious, hardworking children would receive new clothes. Oh, that's me to a T. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> like, like I said, you know. But, um, yeah, so if you received new clothes, he would leave you alone. But if your clothes seemed like you were ragged and unkempt, then it was that you were a naughty child and he would enter the house and eat you. Mm. So, again, um, another morality tale of be good or bad yeah. things happen. Go take a shower. Go take a bath, right? <laughs> well, I always wonder what would happen if, what, what if you're just poor? So, I mean, what if you can't afford new clothes? Well, I... Maybe they didn't tell him about the scary cat. Well, also maybe if he was nice enough to um, forgive the uh, the raggedness of the clothes, maybe they were up to his standards, he might leave you alone as well. So uh, one of my favorite figures actually comes back out from Austria and uh, and Germany again, and this is uh, Frau Pacha. Uh, Frau Pacha was also known as the Christmas Witch or Belly Slitter. So what she would do is, if you were a good child, she would give you a gold coin. If you were a bad child, she would disembowel you with a knife that she kept hidden under her skirt and then fill your innards with various objects from straw, sand, pebbles. That's terrifying. <laughs> like, hey, Jimmy, you're not good. Guess what's going to happen? We're going <laughs> to belly open and we're going to shove sand in there. Well, I mean, it doesn't even it doesn't even end with the kids. Like this is the first one where, if a housewife was thought to keep an untidy house or have unspun flax by the by twelfth night, if Frau Pacha showed up and it didn't meet her standards, she would cut open the matron of the house and do the exact same thing she would oh. do to the kids. That's intense. And that's something I can get behind i'm kidding i'm kidding podcast um not gonna, not gonna, imagine like uh, not only like your children being forced to like listen to these characters but like oh you know sally this i don't know here <laughs> I, I thought those i thought the same thing now um with within many different lores um there was a way to try to appease brapacha and one of them was to leave out a bowl of her favorite porridge mm. and make sure to add enough butter in it. Um, if she was appeased. Well, this is like the same thing with Santa's cookies. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, and they would also do the same thing for Krampus. Mm. They would leave out whiskey. They would leave out. Uh, in, well, in Krampus's You're case. You're selling me on this Krampus guy. Well, in Krampus' case, a lot of times it was schnapps. A lot of times it was schnapps. Um, but with Santa, um, I mean, it, it, everybody talks about the milk and cookies. A lot of times it was whiskey, but people never talk about the whiskey. Oh, is that what <laughs> the music started at midnight? <laughs> there was dancing going on. It wasn't the 
reindeer on the roof. It was just my parents having a good old time. <laughs> Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Thank you for ruining my childhood. <laughs> now, and then there was also um, Hans Trapp. And Hans Trapp actually came out of France. But keep in mind, this is on the border of France and Germany. And Hans Trapp was similar to Krampus in the way that he would um, abduct naughty children. But he was once thought of as human. He was excommunicated from the church for being um, in league, thought to be in league with the devil. And then he was kicked out of his hometown and fled to the mountains. Interesting. And comes down to abduct naughty children along the border. Again, very Germanic in nature. Um, with that, I think it has more of that than, uh, than the other um, tied into it. Okay. Now, the Christmas Carol. Okay, Charles Dickens? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. The ghost of the past, the present, and the future? Yeah. Now, it was written as, as a ghost story, but it comes down as it's more of a, uh, a tale of morality. Like, these were all figures with inside the main character Scrooge's conscience. Things that he possessed in him to be better. Things that he had to be mindful of. So... In the end, all of these, all of these creatures, all of these myths, all of these stories that that still resonate today in many different cultures around the world have to do a lot with morality. Have to do a lot with remembering your fellow man, being an upstanding citizen, obeying your parents. You sure, know, all the things that religion teaches, whatever religion you may believe, similar like you be good or you will be smited. Yeah, I think I think that's really what it came from. Um, you know, Fra Pacha does, like I said, predate uh, Christianity, and a lot of them do uh, predate that. Uh, it was just, I guess, the Germanic way of doing things. But again, the stories behind them are always uh, kind of fuzzy because a lot of times it was more of an oral tradition, and so it was whatever you heard passed down. Sure. And scholars can only um, theorize as to kind of how long they were around and kind of what they meant to the Celtic people or the pagan people. Obviously, they were um, brought into the church, um, which many people think they were brought in to bring in new converts uh, to make them more comfortable in the new setting um, for many different reasons. But uh, yeah, with that, um, so that's kind of the, the thinking about that. Interesting. Yeah, I just always wonder. Like, all right, well, we've got this Santa Claus thing, right? And so, like, were you supposed to, like, lie to children? I mean, whether you believe in Santa Claus or not. So, but, like, that sets the foundation for other things later on in life. Like, oh, this is real, but this isn't. And you lie to your children. So, I, I'm digressing. However. Well, I was, I was going to say, I mean, but are you mad that your parents told you about Santa Claus and you found out later on that there might not be a Santa Claus? I mean. Yeah, what else did they lie to me about? No, obviously, like, who doesn't love getting presents? And, you know, as a kid, I, well, I was I was a good kid for the most part. And I got pretty good presents. Well, I literally had to tell my son today that uh, he, he told my daughter on the way to his grandparents, well, if I'm not nice, I don't get I don't get presents. I said, that's not why you're supposed to be good or nice to people. You're supposed to be good because it's the right thing to do. And he goes, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, so it's. Yeah, morality is important. Kindness is nice. Morality is important, and I mean, that's exactly why these legends have persisted and why they endear today. 
Uh, there's a reason why the the Christmas Carol has been made and remade in different forms. Uh, well, that's just so. human nature, right? So at the end of your life, you're going to reflect on all the things that you've done or you didn't do and you should have done. And then so, like, the benefit of this Scrooge ghost is like, you know, all right, well, now you you have time to change before it's all over. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly with, I mean, with these other figures like Krampus, Frapacha, and and the like, it's it's basically to teach these kids to be upstanding, righteous, and kind of, I hate to say obey authority, but uh, I think that's kind of kind of what it means. Sure. So, man, I probably needed more Krampus in my life then. <laughs> I think everybody could use a little more Krampus. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Well, Justin, I, I do appreciate you being on the show, and a thank you. Oh, and, I appreciate uh, it. Merry Christmas and to yours and your family, and thank you for having us over. The dog, sorry, he's snoring a little bit, but he is <laughs> uh, he's definitely getting not coal in his stocking. Many milk bones. Yes, I know your dog is your baby. Well, thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. And to all of you, again, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, may I wish you all a Happy New Year. Thank you once again for listening to our show. As always, your feedback is very important to us. So if you'd like to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and comment on there if you have any questions, it just makes our show better. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us personally with a comment or question, or maybe a supernatural story which you would like featured on the show, you can do so at contact at a haunted history.com. Thank you once again, and have a good evening.